I'd like to watch, Eve. <laughs> what do you mean, you like to watch? I like to watch. I'm Donnie Smith. And this is the I Like to Watch podcast. This is a New Year's state of mind. Um, this is dropping on uh, the 30th oh, rock of and roll. December 2022. So tomorrow night, if you're listening right now, tomorrow night is New Year's Eve. And so Donnie and I decided to, again, the last time this year where we're eschewing the format and kind of doing something special. Um, I have chosen three, uh, what I call, you know, New Year's Eve films. He has chosen three New Year's Eve films. Turns out that one of them is the same film, so we'll talk about that last. Uh, but before we get into it, Donnie, um, what does, I mean, I, I, I guess the way I'll preface the question is, you know, it's like, Halloween has a very specific meaning. Christmas has a very specific meaning. Fourth of July, Easter. New Year's Eve kind of has different meanings for different people. Um, mm-hmm. And so I guess my curious is, what does New Year's Eve, what does that represent to you as a holiday? What, is that, what does that mean to you? That's weird. It's kind of a double-edged sword, right? It's the, it's the end and a beginning Uh yeah, it's it's an end and a beginning. It's the end of a year. Um, so then that, to me, uh, is a lot of uh, reflection that comes with that. Uh, and then it's a, a beginning. And, and I, you know, I, I eschew the whole idea of, of uh, resolution, New Year's resolutions. I think those are just plans people make to break. So, um, yeah, I don't do resolutions, but it is it is a... a uh, a kind of time of reflection about how the previous year went and what I hope for for the future. Uh, maybe not necessarily within the next 12 months, but, you know, just kind of in general. what w- Take stock and then uh, look forward to, to what's next. Yeah, that's, that kind of sums it up for me. What about you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it's, it, it is exactly like it's... It, I, and it's a psychological trick because ultimately... The difference between New Year's Eve and New Year's Day is is no different than the difference between, say, August 4th and August 5th. I mean, it's just a day. Mm-hmm. However, yeah, I, I agree with you. It does. There is something psychological about saying, I am finished with this, this thing I've done, which is or this thing I've endured or this thing that I've thrived within or whatever it is. I'm done with this year. Yeah. And now, ma- almost magically... Um, almost like a psychological trick. Yeah, I am now starting something brand new, mm-hmm. and I won't. I won't have this moment for another twelve months. And so, you know, it's 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 a very interesting thing. I I always use New Year's Eve as sort of one of it's to me when I am with someone. Obviously, I'm not with someone now, but when I'm with someone significant, uh, that is the night that I I must kiss that person at midnight. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah. When I'm not with someone, I'm not kissing anybody, right? And that's fine. I mean, you know, yeah, like, yeah. you know, I'll jerk off, whatever. <laughs> but uh, you know, but it's it, it's one of those where I've always felt that it was a a a romantic holiday, mm-hmm. which again, being being single, I mean, for a lot of a lot of New Year's Eves, and I mean, you know, out of the fifty six I've had, that you know, maybe we'll just say. Well, 38, 40, that actually mattered, Mm -hmm. you know, because I was a kid before then. Um, I would say at least half of those, maybe even more than half of those, I was performing. Sure. Uh, I played, you know, you remember the Outkast jazz Mm -hmm. band? I've been in jazz bands for years. Um, When I was at WBEZ, I was producing New Year's Eve parties. So it's pretty rare in my experience that I wasn't actually working in some capacity for New Year's Eve. And so that has, it's got that kind of thing for me. But I think I think you're right on the money where it's a time for reflection. To me, I don't even know if I reflect so much on New Year's Eve. It's just like, all right, I'm passing the torch. I'm, I've am i finished this run. And now I'm going to take a nap and then I'm going to start the next one <laughs> right. the next morning. Well, and I think it's so funny that you qualify it with the, uh, the, the kind of psychological trick, you know, um, because what's the difference between 
January 1st and like fucking June 1st, right? Like what really what's the difference? You know, if you want to make change yeah, in yeah. your life, if you want to make change in your life, like make the fucking change today. It doesn't even have to be the first of the month. It could be the, the fucking 18th. Like who gives a shit? Um, but yeah, yeah, there is there is something about it. And I, I wonder what that is. Is that a is that a is that a is that a capitalist thing? Is that a the, the kind of like commodifying of the holidays in general? Is that just the kind of the culmination of the time of year? Right. Because let's be honest. I mean, winter is not over January 1st. That is kind of for a lot of people. Not even that is for a lot of people. The fucking start of the shit season. You know what I mean? Where they're freezing their balls off for another fucking 60 or 75 days. Right. So, yeah, what I, I wonder what that is where it's like, you know, I mean, I get, you know, the calendar. I get it. You know, I get it. But yeah, it's it's yeah, the calendar. The, cal- the calendar's been calendar's been around a lot longer than the capitalist system True. has been. So I don't yeah. know if I would, uh, you know, I I think probably our our commodification of New Year's Eve go out drink, uh, have yeah yeah hundred fifty dollars a ticket hundred fifty dollars a ticket and yeah. a ballroom fucking drop thing. Yeah, oh, Jesus Christ, which I've never done thankfully. Yeah. But yeah yeah wow. I've I've well you've I've performed, performed at it so that's before. But at least you got paid. Yeah, yeah. but I. <laughs> But but I think in terms of the psychological, I think it goes it goes. I mean, you know, the very first calendars were as as far as I know were Aztec calendars, and they had sort of a beginning and an end, mm-hmm. you know. And I I guess there's just something uh, very circular about the whole experience, where it's like I, we started here. Now I do think you're right. It's kind of arbitrary <laughs> where it falls because. <laughs> It's not like the beginning, the end of fall. Yeah, it's not like an equinox of any of kind winter. or a, a moon cycle of it's any just kind. Like, it just, yeah. It's just like some randomly, all right, right here just before, while well, some people are enduring winter over here, like when you're in Minnesota, it's fucking winter. And when you're in California, it's not yeah, winter. It's, yeah, it's like, it's, <laughs> you know, 68 degrees and drizzling outside. Like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, so so it's weird. So yeah. what is what is your most uh, if if I mean if you can think of it, I don't know. Uh, if I can yeah, think I mean, of it, but what's like what's like your most indelible <sighs> New Year's Eve memory? The thing that like if you think about New Year's Eve, it goes, yeah, that was that was quite the New Year's Eve. I remember that, and and that was sort of like my my rubric for what New Year's Eve is. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I've had a recent one that um, has kind of just eclipsed everything and it, it's it's really kind of it's i mean it's sad i mean uh my wife and i were in chicago uh just hanging out at my dad's apartment with his wife and ordered a bunch of sushi from mariano's and you know had fucking bunch of drinks you know vodka tonics and champagne and whatever the fuck you know my wife or my my uh my dad's wife and him they went to bed at probably fuck i don't know 10 30 11 o'clock they they didn't even stay up i don't think well maybe they did maybe they made it to midnight just to say happy new year's and then like crashed out um my mom had called me at uh 11 o'clock chicago time because she was she lived in michigan and they were an hour ahead of us uh and she she would call you know and uh her time and you know happy new year and you know, of course, she was crying and said, you know, hey, you know, I wish we I got to see you longer when you were here. I'm so sorry. Blah, 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 blah. And it was it was sad, but it was nice. And I said, you know, mom, don't cry. Come on. You know, you know, I'm going to call you. I'll call you when I get home because uh, that was let's say that that was a I don't even remember. It was a Thursday night or a Friday night um, a couple of years ago. And then uh, she died that night. I got a phone call at probably three or four o'clock in the morning Chicago time that she was in the hospital and it didn't look good. And, uh, my wife and I had to make our way out to, uh, Michigan. Uh, thankfully my dad drove us. Um, yeah, I mean, it was really, it was, it was brutal. It was brutal. And, and she didn't end up, uh, her body didn't end up shutting down until a couple days later. Um, but for all intents and purposes, she, she, you know, she had a heart attack. She was without oxygen for, 10 minutes um i mean she was brain dead officially so you know her body kicked on you know with the machines and shit for a a couple days uh but you know uh for my purposes she was gone you know that night new year's eve yeah well i mean technically technically new year's day because the clock had already ticked right yeah but 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 that's a that's a that's a pretty rough that's a pretty rough yeah uh, 
That's a, I mean, that's not a pretty rough. That's a very rough New Year's Eve memory. Yeah. yeah. So, so how do you? You know, think I mean, I, like I have some New other ones. You know, going forward. Well, I mean, that's the thing is like you know, you you I'll, I'll never forget that. Obviously, it's 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 marked by the fucking calendar. Um, yeah, I mean, you you just do your best to make new memories, and that's the kind of the sad part in a way too. Like you know, I've had some amazing New Year's Eves with my wife before we were engaged, before we were married. You know, we had great, good, good parties together. And they were always like little house parties. Either we had it or we went to somebody who was house sitting. There was one time we went to, uh, I think it was our first New Year's Eve together. This director friend of mine, well, he's a former friend because he's kind of a prick. But anyway, um, he was house sitting. He was house sitting <laughs> for somebody in West Hollywood. And it was just, it was a fucking beautiful house, an amazing fucking backyard and fucking fireplace. And like there were a bunch of friends over. We had a really great fucking time. And her sister, her, um, not her youngest sister, but her uh, second youngest sister. I don't know how you phrase that. But anyway, um, she had come to town uh, with her girlfriend at the time. And, you know, we're just all hanging out. Like, that was uh, an amazing uh, first New Year's Eve together as, like, a, a dating couple, you know? And then we've just kind of had quiet, private ones with ourselves. And, you know, we made, uh, uh, you know, little chiquetes with... with uh, you know, little toast points with with like mushrooms and delicious sauce, but different toppings, bruschetta. Um, you know, it's, I, there's been a lot of like good. There was one in Chicago that I'll never forget. Um, we went to a buddy of mine. Well, again, former buddy. It was a cousin of somebody that my best friend was dating. Uh, was uh, bartending at the Green Mill. And so they were they nice. were doing their big uh, New Year's Eve Halloween. They were doing their big New Year's Eve thing. And he's like, you guys don't have to pay cover. Like, I'll go to the back door and just let you in. I'll save seats for you at the bar. He made it He made it so fucking easy that I couldn't say no. And I really don't. New Year's Eve to me, in a lot of ways, like, it's kind of like an amateur night. Like, I don't want oh, yeah. to be out on New Year's Eve or really kind of 4th of July. Because it's a lot. Of, like, people get fucking tanked up, like, all day long. And I don't know what the stats are, but I'm sure there's a lot of drunk driving incidents, etc., so, like, I just never really wanted to be out on New Year's Eve. But we were on the south side. Green Mill, obviously, is on the north side. And I was like, oh, fuck it. Let's do it. And so we went up. And it was really fucking, it was really fucking cool. It was the first night I ate uh, Ethiopian food. It was a restaurant right across the street from the Green Mill. Um, yeah, and it was just, a, you know, that vibe of the Green yeah, Mill, Demira, man. Like. Okay, Demir you know that place? Restaurant yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've um, eaten there many, many times. So, yeah, yeah so, and just that vibe of that place with the jazz and the speakeasy kind of vibe, especially getting let in the back door. Like, that's like super speakeasy vibe. Like, how can you turn that down on New Year's Eve? So, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a lot of yeah. fucking fun. And then, of course, the bar shuts down to kick everybody out. But because we know the bartender, we get to hang out. We get to sober up. We get to chill out for yeah. a little bit before we got to go anywhere. Like, yeah, so that was, that was a really fun one, you know? So, yeah, I mean, going forward, it's about it's about making new memories like that. You know that that's what it's going to be about. Obviously, yeah. you hold the ones See, that you have, but yeah, you make new ones too. So, what about you? You make new ones, yeah. I, well, I hope I I hope it, well. My I mean, I've got a lot like like you. I have many many memories. Uh, most of them involved working. Um, one that did not uh, would I. It's probably. I mean, yeah, I'd say I'd say it, it's not a great memory. I mean, it has greatness to it. Um, but it is, I would say this is a very Don Hall kind of New Year's Eve. It was uh, the one New Year's Eve I spent in New York. Um, and I was there for a gig, but not a New Year's Eve gig. Okay. So, you know, I was there for a, you know, and uh, so New Year's Eve, I got to do Times Square. Wow. Which was ridiculous wow. and packed. And I can't remember, <laughs> I can't remember. But, but, but I ended up hooking up just, it was like in front of the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. Just off Broadway. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, because I was just walking around because everybody was drinking out on the street and it was just, sure. you know, kind of sure. nuts. And, yeah. and and that was fun. Yeah. And the ball is, you know, going to drop and all that shit. And every corner has musicians. And I ended up uh, getting to a conversation with this uh, really, really cute goth chick. And uh, I can't remember her name. And, uh, you know, we, we rang in New Year's Eve. And then she took me to her apartment, yeah. or an apartment. An, ap an apartment. apartment. Yeah, we don't an know. <laughs> an, an apartment. Uh, we we hooked up, and then when I woke up the next morning, she'd stolen my wallet. Oh, and, uh, wow. 
So uh, did she at yeah, least? She was gone. And my she, wallet was gone. Did she at least leave your ID? No. Oh, oh she took the whole thing. fuck that goth yeah, chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn it. Yeah. So I was kind of so at least so leave I, the I spent ID. The next couple of days trying to. Yeah, the next Ugh. couple of days I had to had to had to get out of town, but wow. it was a fun of night. Course. It was a fun yeah. night, and then started that year off uh, with an abject lesson, <laughs> and so you know I learned something while it, and that's probably I would say it's one of my more memorable wow. uh, New Year's Eve memories. Did, did did she end up charging anything to your credit cards or anything? Um, I didn't have any credit cards. Oh, at the okay. Time. Ah, at fuck. The time, all all then, I had, yeah. All, yeah. All she, she needed. Well, that was the thing. I didn't have credit cards, but I think I. Pro- I don't remember exactly how much, but it was four, five hundred dollars in cash. Sure. Because I was sure traveling. Yeah. So she took all my cash, and you know, I had to. I had to get out of wow. town. Wow. Um, got a great. Got got some cash. Cash from a friend in New Holy York, shit. and took a Greyhound bus. Wow. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was an interesting thing. So That's funny. so it's interesting when we were talking about movies. Uh, I had to think about I had to think about what movies because I don't really associate too many movies with the night itself. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you know. So I, I you know, so I kind of went into my my mental archive. Of like, what what movies are either on New Year's Eve or have a New Year's Eve scene that I think is really uh-huh. indelible, you know, that, that that's really exceptional. Yeah. Um, and so I've got my my three and you've got your three. I, I'm curious to hear what you, why you picked yours. Um, and so let uh, I'm going to go ahead and lead off with my first one. It's sure. 1989's The Fabulous Baker Boys. Yeah. Uh, First of all, I love this movie. It was the first time Jeff Bridges and Bo Bridges were ever in a film together. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, originally, actually, originally, Fox wanted uh, Bill Murray and Chevy Chase. Oh God, to no! Star. Oof, no! Right? That would have ruined. Lord. Well, would have ruined that movie. Would have ruined that movie. Um, and but what I loved about the movie is 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 Dave Grusin recorded all the songs for the soundtrack. Michelle Pfeiffer okay. sang all of her own songs. Wow! Um, yeah. And Bo and uh, Jeff actually learned. They didn't actually play for the film, but okay. they learned to play. Yeah. So it looked like they were actually playing the music. And there is that uh, "Let's Misbehave." Mm-hmm. Is it "Let's Misbehave"? That the 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 New Year's Eve scene where Jeff and Michelle finally hook up you know the, and she sings that it's not let's Me behave it's uh oh fuck what is it it's it's slower than i'll that. be honest i can't I, I'll making be, whoopie my funny valentine my funny valentine that's it that's what okay. it was no it was making making whoopie, making whoopie because okay. she sings it real okay. slow and she's on that she remember she's in the red dress and she's on the piano and bo bridges is it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, it's, they had a fight and yeah, it's been a few years since I've seen this one. Um, it is not available streaming anywhere. You can't even rent it. I don't think. I mean, I looked around. I'm, that's you know, yeah. I, yeah th- this hard. is one. This it's, is one I think I saw on like it was either HBO or Showtime back when I had cable. Like it was just running one night, yeah. and I was like, "Oh fuck, I haven't seen that in years." And I watched it. I was like, "Holy that's fuck!" So like it really still holds up. I think this was back when yes. you and I were talking about the Fisher King years ago. Because I was on, yeah, I was on, I, I was so on too. like an early Jeff Bridges kick for a while, um, and I think that's when I ended up catching this because I had seen it. Um, I don't know that I saw this one in a theater. I saw a lot of movies in the theaters in the late '80s, early '90s. Um, I don't know that this was one of them. Uh, I don't think this would have played at the Brighton on the South Side of Chicago. That was more like. Fair. Dirty Dancing played, but I don't know about Fabulous Baker Boys. But um, I don't think I saw this in the theater. I think I saw this probably. I definitely, I definitely those, yeah. saw it on VHS. I this is definitely a rental for me for sure. Um, but yeah, I hadn't seen it in so long, and I was really disappointed that I couldn't uh, revisit it for the podcast because it's just it's just not available. Uh, I'd have to go, you know, eBay or Amazon to get a fucking DVD. Yeah, it, but it's just one of those, and, and it, it, the reason I and I, you know, that's something that when I, I when I was like, all right, what are what are New Year's Eve movie? One came immediately to mind, and then a second one came to mind, and then this was the third one that I was like, okay, if I'm talking about a New Year's Eve, a movie that really, and like I said earlier, to me, New Year's Eve has a real romantic mm-hmm. quality mm-hmm. to it. Well, 
And the New Year's Eve in Fabulous Baker Boys is all about seduction and romance. And that's what I think it really is. Maybe that's why it sticks well, with And me. a gig quality, right? Your your thing for New Year's Eve is a lot of gig. These guys gig. You know what I mean? These these guys and Michelle and, Puppet, like when she teams up with them, they're giggers, right? So like it totally yeah, makes that's, that's yeah, it's a total yeah, it's pick. It's a total pick for you. It makes sense. I hadn't even yeah. it's funny that it's funny that you say that because I hadn't made that until you said it out loud. I went, Oh, you're right. Oh. That that is exactly one of the reasons. Yeah. Jazz. Yeah. It's jazz. Yeah. And I did jazz almost every New Year's Eve. A lot Eve. of standards. Always, a lot of standards. In, in, yeah. In a, in a lot of standards in a ballroom mm-hmm. with other people that are doing the mm-hmm. thing, and I got to drink after. Yeah, you're right. That's I. I yeah. So, so fabulous, Baker yeah. Boys, 1989 is my first uh, film well, for New Year's Eve. I wish I could. I wish I could watch it this New Year's Eve. Now, now that you say I can't, it makes me. Yeah, really it kind of sucks. You might be able to get a DVD off of eBay before New Year's Eve if you really want to. Just saying. I don't. We'll but what's interesting to me, I didn't know um, this director's name. Uh, you know, when I was doing some research on this, um, he was a writer on a lot of the Harry Potter movies. I had oh, I had no, no the idea. director of this film because you know he wrote and directed Fabulous Baker Boys. Yeah, he was a, mm-hmm. he was a writer on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven Harry Potter movies, and the Amazing Spider-Man from twenty twelve. Well, I mean, it, to me, it's obvious because wow. of Ron Weasley and Harry Potter's sort of triangle of trying to fuck Hermione sure. and sure. always getting into a fight. Sure. You know, I mean, it, it, it kind of makes sense that he injected that yeah. kind of thing in there. So, yeah, that works. That works for Yeah, me. you know. And when they were doing uh, those piano duets uh, late at night in the uh, the place with all the hanging candles. I don't even know Harry Potter shit to make a joke right now. God damn it. Oh, well, I'll work on that. I'll work on it. So I guess uh, my pick is <laughs> I have I have two really questionable picks here, but they they both take place <laughs> they both take place on New Year's Eve. Okay, the whole movie takes place That's in, fair. in real time. By the way, they're two real time movies on New Year's Eve. So um, my first one is uh, the nineteen eighties uh, slasher film Terror Train. Directed by Roger Spottiswood, yes, starring Jamie Jamie Lee Curtis, and uh, uh, we're we are big fans of Mr. Hart Bachner, Ellis from Die Hard. We yeah. love a little Hart yeah. Bachner. Sure, no, it's not? it's it's the it's the shitty cheesy setup of like uh, it's like a sorority of fraternity prank gone wrong, and the fucking kid that they try to prank loses his fucking mind. And then flash forward to New Year's Eve. It's a sorority fraternity party on a fucking train, which I don't know who does that, but they did it in the movie. And um, yeah, the, a killer comes back. We end up finding out it's the killer that they fucked with during this uh, prank. He wears a lot of different masks in the film, which I thought was interesting as a slasher aficionado. Usually it's a hockey mask or the Michael Myers white mask, right? Uh, this guy wears a bunch of different masks in the film. Uh, one of which they say is a Groucho Marx mask. I dare you to watch the film and tell me that the mask doesn't look like film critic Gene Shalit. Everybody take off your mask. Hey, 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 take it easy, man. What are you doing? Oh, my God. Stay with your date. <laughs> I don't want to get back on that track. Nobody does. Help! Please. Nice day. Help! 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 You don't even have to watch the movie. You don't even have to. I'll save you the hour and a half. Don't even watch the movie. Go pull up the poster or the video cassette artwork on Google. The fucking mask looks like Gene Shalit, a hundred percent. Anyway, um, that is outstanding. Yeah, it's that interesting. It's got a. It's, no, it's. I have to say, I. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go. I remember. Oh, the thing is, I remember vaguely seeing this movie. I had no, I, I did no <laughs> recollection whatsoever that it was New Year's Eve. Yeah, I remember. I don't remember the Gene Shalit mask, but I remember like the multiple mask thing. 
Yeah. Um, I until you said Hart Bachner, I would not have said, "Oh yeah, Hart Bachner is in that movie." I the only thing I remember that was was Jamie Lee Curtis, and and a train. That's all I remember. It really did not. It did not strike a chord for no. me, but I understand <laughs> being Dunny Smith, the lover of all things slasher film. And Die Hard. Would, uh, and Die Hard. Resonate. And Die, I, uh, come and on. die Hard. Come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is fair. That's I mean, look, I'll, I'll be, I mean, again, I'll be honest. It's a terrible movie, but if you're having a New Year's Eve party, and this is, again, uh, you know, for me, uh, my three picks specifically sure. are uh, three of the la- the movies I watched the New Year's Eve my mom passed. So I just did straight up full disclosure, right? Um, but if you're having a New Year's Eve party, this is a great one to put on in the fucking background because it's just something that's on. Like, no one's going to sit and be, you know, glued to the fucking plot of this film, right? It's just something that's on in the background. People can hang out, drink, have some fun, look up, see some, you know, 80s weirdos doing crazy shit and have a laugh. Right. All right. My second one is, uh, and this is because uh, it's maybe one of my favorite movies. It's just one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, it takes place. It has multiple New Year's Eve parties, New, New Year's Eve scenes. In fact, it just keeps going from New Year's Eve to New Year's Eve. That's sort of the structure of the film is 1997's Boogie oh, Nights. Yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, and it's, it's, it, you know, it's, it, it's just, I think, uh, cause it goes from the seventies to the eighties to the nineties and, and it's, uh, it's just one of my favorite movies pretty much of all time. Great character stuff. Uh, I, I, you know, one of the William H. Macy shooting himself, uh, New Year's Eve, uh, 1980. What I, what I, well, that's, that's what I really love about the, that is such a delineation in this film, right? Like, everything is on the up, on the up, on the up. You're watching these people, like, you know, I mean, they're fucked up. They're doing drugs and doing shit, but they're, like, having, like, a good time doing all of it. And that moment where he is and, – and, look, hey, Nina Hartley, I think was her name, the the porn star who, who plays his wife in the movie. Yeah. Um, she has been cuckolding – Macy, the entire fuck. I mean, since like five minutes into the film, I think. I mean, one of the first scenes of the film where you're meeting William H. Macy, he walks into his house, he puts his keys down. It's funny, I actually cracked up. I only got about 40 minutes into the movie the other night. I didn't get to revisit the whole thing because it's like two and a half hours. Uh, but I've seen it multiple times. Um, but there, I, I was laughing my ass. It had to be one in the morning. I was laughing my ass off and woke Mary Lynn up in bed because the, the scene, <laughs> William H. Macy comes home and it's just like a one shot far down a hallway watching him come in the front door and he throws his keys onto like a like a plate or something right next to the door. And the key, you, you see the keys hit the plate and bounce right off and land on the floor. And he just stands there looking at it like, eh. And then, like, what? He doesn't even pick him up. He's like, he's just like, he's over it. He's just over so much shit. But then he hears something, and he walks down the fucking hallway, and he walks into a room, and his fucking. So yeah, wife, Nina Hartley. Uh, you know, he's been he's been cuckolded uh, throughout the entire the entire film. film. Yeah, the entire yeah. film. And then at New Year's Eve, seventy nine to eighty, uh, he comes. In, it's one of the best scenes, and, and the music is so good. And he just like walks oh, yeah. right in there and just bam shoots the guy. Well, and it's bam, just shoots it's, and shoots it's, himself in the mouth. It's brilliant. It's just a hard. It's such a hard smash story wise yeah. into the down into the inevitable downfall of all of the characters. Yeah, in yeah. The film. All of the characters right? get their he, asses he, kicked. He has had. Oh God, he has had enough and ends it 
And then the rest of them then go through a bunch of shit for the rest of the movie until there's that little uptick at the end. And I actually like that this movie ends on a hopeful note. Oh, I do too. Um, because it doesn't it doesn't have to. It it certainly doesn't have to if you know the fucking porn industry. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, it could it, especially especially the porn industry at that time. Yeah. Um yeah. it doesn't have to end on a hopeful note, but that's just kind of how P.T. Anderson does it, right? Like yeah. It's it's even Magnolia ends, ends on, on an up, a hopeful note. Yeah, a hopeful note. Yeah, he's, he's for a lot of the characters. Well, a lot of his movies do that. I didn't care for Licorice Pizza um, at all. I mean, I didn't Not like. At all. I didn't. Not I, at all. And, Not and at I think all. it was the story. I think it was the story, and it was the actors. And uh, it's fine. But I didn't. Fine. I didn't even think it was fine. I really, really, I actively disliked it. And it's the only Paul Thomas oh. Anderson film. That I actively disliked, yeah. other than well, don't, Inherent Vice, which I really also don't like. Oh, that movie I really drove me insane. I really don't like that movie. Yeah, no, I've seen that movie once, but it took me about seven different times watching it. Yeah, I just if, if that makes sense. I know, I, 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 I do not I, like I, that movie at all. I I I, no. I really dislike that film. Um and so there's a part of know, it. He 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 swings for the fences and when you and I've talked about this on this podcast before is sometimes mm. when a director swings for the fences it really can end up being you really of, with it. Yeah, you can you can fucking with yeah, it. Yeah, you can absolutely <laughs> absolutely blow the fucking uh, blow oh, the yeah. thing. Yep. Um, but yep. I I appreciate the effort of the, the real swing. I, if you're sure. gonna go for it, fucking go all the way. Look, you you can foul out as many times. All it takes every once in a while is that fucking home yeah. run. Yeah, and, right? and I would like, say Boogie Nights. And I'm not even a fucking, I'm not even a sports person. Yeah, exactly. But, the, the but, I, but I would works, say Boogie right? Nights like, is an unqualified oh God. home run. It's it's one of the best God. movies of its time. Just, now, you again, were telling 27 me. 27 years you old. You were telling me Oof. a little bit about this oral history off mic. Yeah, there's a there's a there's an oral history on, uh, it's, it, it, it Oral histories are, if, if for people that aren't familiar, uh, I'm not trying to mansplain, but just they, a journalist, somebody who's curious like Don or I, they will just reach out to everyone who was involved in the film, makeup effects person, hair person, uh, a gaffer, a fucking PA, the writers, the directors, the actors, anybody they can get to pick up the phone or return a fucking email, and they will write a quote-unquote oral history about the making of a film. There are a lot of them on the internet. Anyone that's curious about your favorite film, go to Google, type in the name of your film, then put oral history after it. You'll probably hit on something, and it'll be a good fucking story because it's being told by the people who were actually involved day-to-day with the filmmaking. Um, There is one on grantland.com, Boogie Nights, and, I mean, there's a lot of fucking people that are interviewed, and... Uh, there was one quote that really, quotation quote, that really stuck out at me. And it was from the, the production designer, uh, Bob Zlembickel. I can't pronounce his last name. Z-L-E-M-B-L-C-K-L. Come on, you're from Chicago. Like you're from Eastern Chicago. European. You Zlembickel. should be able to say it. It's Bob, it's Bobby, uh, Bobby Zlembickel. There you go. All right. He said, he <laughs> said Paul seemed, Paul, Paul, P.T. Anderson, the director, Paul seemed to have interviewed everybody in town before he got to me. He presented the picture to me as either, and I can't remember which it was, I think Robert Altman doing a John Cassavetes movie or John Cassavetes doing a Robert Altman movie. Either way, I thought, well, those are two favorites. That's an interesting take from this young kid. And I'm like, that fucking 100% sums up Boogie Nights, Magnolia. Yeah. uh, To a a lesser extent, uh, Heart Eight. Sydney, you know, um, I can I think Heart Eight is a different. It's a different beast. It's a. It is it's a, a different. different it's a different vibe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No. it's definitely a younger. It's a younger yeah. version of P.T. Anderson making that film. It's also a much smaller cast. Yes, yeah, um, but it's but it's still a really excellent film. Oh, it's so good. I love it's The so Master. I mean, so you know, there's a lot of his movies. The Master's fucking. Great. I think it's brilliant, yeah. and I think that's got that feel. Well, speaking of, uh, let's say. I don't even know how to describe. If we were to take two directors to sort of describe your next pick, um, I actually, oh, I actually did, I did. I spent some time this week, and I went, or you know, I, I you know, I, I'm not going to watch Terror Train, but I'll watch this. 
because <laughs> I because I I'd never seen it before. I'd never even heard of it, and and the title made me laugh. Oh it made me laugh, and I went, well, you know, mm-hmm. all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and give this. So I watched this, and uh, I don't really know how to classify this film, but I I'm thrilled that if if I had to pick two directors, it would be a fart. And indigestion <laughs> that would have would have made this film. You know, I, I, and I, like, I think you I think you do it some <laughs> disservice, but yeah, I can I, I can kind of see that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a rough film. The, Dog uh, the movie turn uh, meets is punch. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the movie is uh, New Year's Evil. <laughs> it is from uh, fucking nineteen eighty, <laughs> same year as Terror Train, yeah. by the way. Um, so what does that say about New Year's Eve slasher films? Um, the plot follows a Los Angeles punk rock and new wave show host who receives a series of phone calls during a televised New Year's Eve bash from a killer warning of impending murders that he plans to exact as the New Year dawns on each time zone. Yep. Ballet's here. A crazy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you, Blaze. Ooh, some kind of voice you got there. Sound like the Phantom. You could call me that. So you got a name, Phantom? Call me Evil. So now, and the thing about it is, when you read that, the movie I saw, does it, I mean... It does. It's not the. It, it doesn't feel like it's the same thing. But I. But when you say it, I go, okay, I can see how they thought that's what this yeah. was going to be. Well, look. Yeah. Sure. Look, you, you, and the film financiers all <laughs> thought the same thing. Like, yeah, I mean, that's a solid fucking pitch. Yeah. Why not? All right, let's Everybody go. Everybody else it. Yeah. does shit. Like, yeah, let's uh, let's rock out with that. And uh, it's a real shit show. <laughs> but, um. It's fun, you know. It's it, goofy. again, same thing with with same same thing with Terror Train. It's a fun thing to throw on in the background of your New Year's Eve party while everybody's like laughing it up and having some drinks and smoking some joints or whatever the fuck everybody's doing. It's a fun thing to throw on in the background and you look up every once in a while and you're like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is on this TV right now? This is crazy. And then you'll listen for a little while and you're like. Oh yeah, this is a real shit show. Yeah, all right, yeah, uh, back yeah. to the conversation. Yeah, no, I, you know, um, I, I don't yeah, know if a, I would recommend it. I don't know if I would recommend <laughs> it to anybody. I'm definitely not going to watch I it this New Year's I Eve. Uh, but uh, no, you know, I, it's still it's it's yeah. such an unusual choice, <laughs> and I'm kind of pleased. That, and look, it's so it's a great it's so title. Easily, it's so it's it's and it's readily available yeah. like it's just right there and it's like, a great title man fine. come on new year's evil yeah oh no i know fuck off i know man. that's fucking, that's a, that's it's a really it's that's the best part of the movie is that title but that title is kind of worth yeah. it it's kind of worth it well and let's be honest this is this is one of the canon films yeah uh, movies of the 1980s and like they're not known for their quality. No, let's be honest. Not really at all. Not really at all. <laughs> all right. Yeah, it's a it's it's a rough film, but it's uh it's fun. It's anyway, fun. There yeah. you go. Oh, sorry. And uh, now the the last film we both we both picked the same oh, yeah. movie. Um, yeah. Uh, and there are two versions of it. Although I I I I prefer the 1972 version in total. Oh, 100%, However, Kurt, Ru- 100%. Kurt Russell's in the 2006, and I love Kurt Russell. That is correct. So God it, bless you. Know, you get yep. back and forth. It is, and what yeah. what an improbable New Year's Eve movie that we both chose, the Poseidon yeah. Adventure. Yeah, and look, I mean, you know, again, all of my picks are centered on New Year's Eve, a New Year's Eve movie. Yep. Um, your your two picks, Boogie Nights, Fabulous Baker, they 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 have New Year's Eve as elements of the storytelling. Um, <clears throat> this is another one that I it doesn't take place in quote unquote real time, but it is all on New Year's Eve. Yeah, well, right? you know, you know, argu- or New Year's Day. Arguably, the, the it's in real or... time. Arguably, it's in real sure, time. Sure, come on, you know, I mean, sure. I actually thought after rewatching this film because I I did watch it the other day. I watched this, and I watched Poseidon, which is the 2006 okay, remake. Okay, all right, yeah. That was... um, I did watch both. Uh, I did not. Apparently, there's a fucking miniseries. Yes, there is. That came out at some point. I don't fucking even care about that. Um, 
I actually thought this movie was much longer than it is. Oh, both of this them are very only, short. This, yeah. Yeah, this movie's under two hours. Maybe I was thinking of Towering Inferno, which is another Urban that Allen one's, That one's a little flick. bit longer, yeah, yeah. It is a little bit longer. Um, yeah, so maybe I was thinking about that. I thought this was like a two, two and a half hour one, but it wasn't. I was surprised how quick it went by. So yeah, you're right. It may have been, it may have been sort of real time. Um, but this movie... It, Mary Lynn hates disaster films. Oh, she hates animal. <laughs> she hates she hates animal attack films. So like Jaws, like I told you, Cujo you not working one. for her. Yeah, hates, yeah. hates it. Hates it. Yeah. Hates like yeah. won't just hates it, um, and hates disaster films. So like I'm not watching 2012. God, I I'm love not them. Day after tomorrow. Are you so she? Oh, so she I basically right. doesn't like thing. any of the Roland Emmerich canon at all. Oh no! Well, hold on. well, I I don't front anyone for not liking the role. Hey, 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 hey! It's okay. Hey, hey, it's not for everybody. Hey. It's not for everybody. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, porno is not for everybody. All Are right? you kidding if you me? Enjoy it, you enjoy it, and that's okay. You know, hey, just whatever. Depends on the porno. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> fair, fair enough. I'm just saying. For me, these movies, they have that vibe of like. Ordinary people in extraordinary circumstances. Yes. Right? And I think as an audience member, you know, I, I said this about horror films, right? Where you hope you never go. The reason I enjoy the roller coaster of a horror film is because you hope you never go through those situations, right? Yeah. I would apply that. I would apply that same rubric to these kind of disaster films. I agree. You hope you never you hope you never go through this shit. You also hope, and I think this is the fun part for the audience, you also hope that you're the Gene Hackman. Yeah. You're the fucking, you're the fucking Ernest Borgnine. You're the fucking Shelley Winters. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, you want to be the fucking hero in the moment. You want to, you're afraid, you're afraid until it's time to fucking stand up and take that moment and make it your own and fucking help out. Yeah. And do the fucking thing. Exactly, right? exactly. Like, I think that's what, that to me is what's really fucking fun about not just this movie, but this movie in particular. Um, and I think at the time, too, you know, he, Irwin Allen really went against the grain of casting. I mean, this is 1972, so we're already into the Pacinos. Yeah. We're already into the De Niro's. And he's got, we're already into the Dustin and Hoffmans. And he's got Gene he's, Hackman and Ernest Borgnine and well, Red Gene, Well, hold on. Gene, Gene Hackman is the one concession well, that he made because yeah. Hackman was hot was oh, hot right. off of uh, French uh, Connection Hackman was French Connection yeah. it was the one concession it was the one he's like alright I'll get there he but was Hackman so was already good. fucking how many years older than his contemporaries well the thing right? I think is so funny is a, he was older Shelley Winters was supposed to be this you know, she's presented and she plays this elderly retired woman she was only 51 years old when she did this Ernest Borg, oh, I know. Ernest Borgnine and was one of the, three years older than she was, and he had to pretend yeah. like she was much older than he was, which I think is hysterical. But yeah, right. yeah. Well, and Shelley Winters apparently put on thirty five pounds because she's like, I think that's appropriate for the role. Yeah, and and, and given it's somebody, the role, it's somebody who used to be a swimmer, but now I'm older. But yeah. I mean, she's doing some method shit. She's doing some De Niro method well, shit the thing by is, putting on thirty five fucking pounds. It's like, a really br the brilliant. thing is, I prefer if you, it, it, overall. That's just my opinion. Overall, I prefer the nineteen seventy two version to the two thousand six version. Hundred percent. Um, totally if, agree. If for no other reason than you had these, uh, it's filled with the movie is filled with these these vintage character actors these character actors oh yeah that roddy mcdowell the, exactly and red button leslie I, nielsen yeah i mean this is yeah, this man. is and and they're all taking it very seriously look out can you make out anything nothing sir we have a radar target in the fort bow keep a sharp watch yes sir get my binoculars <laughs> Lookout. What is it, Lookout? On the port bow. I don't know. I, I never saw anything like it. An enormous wall of water coming towards us. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
my God. On the other oh, hand, yeah. I would say the 2006, they know they're in Poseidon. They don't take it that Yes, they do. They don't take it that they seriously. They don't take it that seriously. You know, it's also it's also it's also shitty writing. It's a bad it's like a badly it's written really version. Shitty yeah. writing. And then it's Kevin like Dillon. I'm sorry. Kevin I, Dillon, I fucking, fuck off. That is a dude, terrible character. Josh fucking Luke, Josh Lucas. Yeah, I like I mean, Josh come on. Lucas, but that's Josh a bad Lucas is bad not fucking Gene. It's not Gene fucking Hackman. No kidding, right? Like they made the mistake in putting Kurt Russell in the kind of mm-hmm. I don't even know. I mean, there's there. Having watched the movies almost back to back, there's not there's not a one to one ratio as to who is playing who in each version. Yeah, they're just not. No, the mistake they made, like, don't fucking kill Kurt Russell. Like, if you're gonna kill Kurt Russell, do it the Gene Hackman way, where it's yeah. two minutes before the movie. Yeah, ends. well, and, like, and more importantly, Josh Lucas. Yeah, more hey, more on. importantly, Get the, fuck the, out the of thing here. about the different the differences, and and perhaps it's because you know we're older and whatever. 72 looks like a bunch of people that would be on a fucking cruise ship. Oh, yeah. That capsized yeah. and had to fucking yeah. figure out how to survive. And 2006 yeah. looks like a Hollywood reproduction of the same thing. Because that's exactly what it was. And that's what, because, <laughs> I mean, you know, think about this. Even Gene Hackman. I mean, you look at Gene Hackman as the as the preacher in this. Uh, his hair. Ah, uh, so good. He's already going, yeah. he's already starting to go bald. Yes. They don't hide that, you know? Beautiful. I mean, no. fucking Ernest no. Borgnine is Ernest fucking the Borgnine. Borgnine's got that fucking curl hanging down the exactly. middle of his forehead yeah. the entire one movie. My, God bless. I love it. One of my favorite lines, and this actually is funny, is uh, when they're lifting the, the big, the, the huge giant Christmas tree. Ernest, oh, yeah, Ernest yeah, yeah. Borg, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ernest yeah, yeah, Borgnine yeah, says, yeah. holy fuck, it's heavy. This wasn't a line. That wasn't a line from the movie. That was Ernest Borgnine saying, holy he just fuck, said it. this is heavy. They just it's kept heavy. it because they <laughs> thought that was funny as shit. We didn't ask you to fight for us. But damn it, don't fight against us. Leave us alone. How many more sacrifices? How much more blood? Again, I'll go back to the writing. You have a yeah. preacher at the end of the film, like screaming at God. Yeah. Who else? How many more people? Yeah. Kurt Russell plays a firefighter, mm-hmm. right? Fucking a former firefighter. Um, you know, I know, I know, I know. Borgnine was a cop, a former cop. Yeah, but, but he looks not, like he wasn't the one. He wasn't the one. But he wasn't the one leading. No, the group, he wasn't right? the leading group. Kurt Russell was the one leading the group yeah. for the most part. Josh Lucas's character was like, I eh. think I got a way out. There's no he real, was the pretty no boy. real motivation was, of who he was. Yeah, I he mean, was the pretty boy. It's just such bullshit. Yeah. It's bullshit. There's so no the good character. The writing so is so much, much better in 72. Yeah. In 72. But yeah. I, yeah. I, it's, yeah. I think it's very funny that, that, that we both see renewal. We see self-reflection. We both mm. see the end of something and the beginning of another thing, and that the movie that we both chose is about yeah. people dying on a cruise ship that gets capsized. Yeah, on yeah, well, on New Year's Eve, some of them make out, make it out. You know, well, yeah, that's true. Okay. That's true. That's <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. And so, I guess maybe our perspective is at the end of twenty twenty two, some of us are going to make it. And others yeah. of us are going to be preachers asking God why, why, and yeah. and uh, yeah. ultimately, as long as none of us are Josh Lucas, I guess that's fine. Because even Who do you want to be because even though he survives, <laughs> I don't want to be him. I don't want to be him. No. I want to be Kurt Russell, even no. though he dies. Yeah, yeah, you know, come on. Yeah, I want to be. I want to be Shelley Winters. Who doesn't? Right? I'm down. I'm down. 
Either Shelly or, or Ernest. I'll take Ernest Borgnine. I like Ernest At least Borgnine. he makes it out of his ship. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 There you go. You let her die! You let her die! He's screaming at fucking Gene Hackman. That fucking scene is beautiful. It's a good that scene. That scene is fucking beautiful. It's a good God scene. Damn it. It's a good scene. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you, who do you want to be in 2023? I want to be Gene Hackman, even though he dies. Yeah. Cause he... I'll take... Uh, yeah. I'll, yeah. Yeah. I'll take Borgnine. Okay, I there like you go. Borgnine. You're Borgnine. All right. And that, my yeah. friends, is the end <laughs> of uh, of 2022. Uh, we will rejoin next. Uh, the next episode will be in 2023, and it is my pick. We're going to go back to our regular format, correct? Rock and roll. And yep. uh, the film that I have chosen for us to dissect, we will have our triple feature, and then we will also have our trailer geeks, uh, the film that I've chosen is Tim Burton's Sweeney Todd. That's right. That's awesome. So uh, let's see. Let, let, let's see. We're, I'm going to try to find out where it's playing. But uh, yeah, everybody tune in. Oh, it's on HBO Max. It is right? on HBO everybody Max. Go, Hulu, Hulu, yeah. HBO, Roku. Everybody go check it out. It's all there. Come join us in the new year. All right. Well, thank yeah. you, Donnie. You have a happy new year. I hope it is a good turning of the page. I hope you make some good memories. You got it. And, uh, and I'll see you in 2023, my friend. Rock and roll. Happy New Year.